0: Day on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag.
1: I want to use the word faithful synonymous with the word loyal. And the reason is, is because these men had what is so rare today in a word, loyalty. Loyalty. They're
0: faithful. They're reliable, they're dependable, they're loyal. What do your actions say about you? Would someone describe you as faithful, dependable, or loyal? Today, Pastor J.D. doesn't hold back. He will have you looking within yourself to see if you possess the characteristics of how Paul felt about Artemis and Tychicus, two friends who were always faithful and reliable. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Titus chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: Titus chapter 3. This is the end of the Apostle Paul's letter to Titus. Verse 12, As soon as I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, do your best to come to me at Nicopolis, because I have decided to winter there. Do everything you can to help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their way and see that they have everything they need. Our people, verse 14, must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. Everyone, verse 15, with me sends you greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. I want to talk with you today about the godly people that the Lord brings into our lives as an encouragement for us and a help to us. Now, I am keenly aware that at first read, the text that we have before us here at the end of Paul's letter to Titus can seem insignificant, inconsequential. I mean, all he's doing is kind of closing and, you know, kind of like what we do, say hi to everybody, you know, give them our love. And uh, i got a couple guys here, need to have them taken care of. and And then we, let's be honest, we're in church, so. But when you read a passage like this, if you're anything like me, and I believe that you are, you kind of read past it, read through it, and then you just move on to what's next after it. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) You know you do. I mean, after all, it's just kind of the, you know, end of the letter, and there's no doctrinal. Or is there? Oh, Surely this is just kind of the, you know, formality at the end of the letter? Or is it? What do we know to be true? That all Scripture is God-breathed, inspired. Never imagine for a second that God says, hey Paul, you know this letter to Titus is kind of short. Let's kind of add some filler towards the end, if you don't mind. No, every word in God's Word is in God's Word for a reason. It's for our instruction, our exhortation, sometimes a rebuke. We don't like that. But it's here for a reason, and that's what I want to talk about today. Upon closer examination, what we find in this passage is that the Apostle Paul is taking the time by the Holy Spirit to make mention of the people that God has brought into his life at just the perfect time. I want to take just a moment and draw your attention to these four men that Paul mentions here. And this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that these four men were real people that were really good friends with the Apostle Paul that were there for the Apostle Paul, that loved the Apostle Paul, and Paul loved them. Now I know that might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but I think we're all prone, and we we do err greatly when we do this, but it's very easy to, when you're reading the Scriptures, especially the epistles, to not see these people as real people. These were people like you and me. Oh, certainly they dressed differently. Certainly the customs were very different. That day was very different, especially as a believer in and follower of Jesus Christ. But these were still people like you and like me. And these were brothers in Christ that we're going to see in heaven, by the way. And we have the privilege of being introduced to them here at the end of Paul's letter. Actually, we were introduced to them prior, but Paul mentions them here. And in so doing, and this is why I believe we have this passage in our Bibles. It speaks to the types of people that God is always so faithful to bring into our lives for such a time as this, as it were. I mean, these are people that are such a blessing, and and God knows it. And so God brings them into your life. And think about this, this is the Apostle Paul we're talking about. I don't know how you picture the Apostle Paul in your mind's eye, I'm sure he was, you know, this mighty man, unflinching fearlessness. Walked into a room, everybody stopped talking. That's Paul. (gasps) Do you know who that is? (laughs) But this was a man, like us, who got very tired, very discouraged, went through unspeakable difficulty, And this was a guy that just needed a brother to be there for him. He needed a friend. He needed someone, and God brought that someone into his life at just the perfect time in his life when he really needed them. And that's what we're going to see. And again, this is why I believe it is that we have this in our Bibles. What follows are three types of people, that God is always faithful, to bring into our lives. And when he does, by the way, know that you are loved, and you never want to lose those people. The first one is in verse 12, and it's the faithful encouragers. Oh my goodness, we could use some encouragers in the body of Christ. Would you agree? So here, Paul tells Titus that he wants him with him when he's in Nicopolis for the winter. And he wants Titus to come as soon as he sends either Artemis or Tychicus. Now, we don't really know about Artemis. There are some historians and Bible commentators that suggest he was a pastor of a church in the area at the time. Certainly he was, even though we have no mention of him in Scripture, he was certainly a faithful friend to the Apostle Paul. And the reason is because Paul is making the decision as to whether or not to send Artemis or Tychicus. And that should tell us something. It's an indication that both were these faithful servants. And I want to hasten to say something here, and it's very important, and please don't miss this. I want to use the word faithful synonymous with the word loyal. And the reason is, is because these men had what is so rare today in a word, Loyalty loyalty. They're faithful, they're reliable, they're dependable, they're loyal. And by virtue of Paul mentioning that he would send either one of these two men, so that Titus could come, which should tell you something about his relationship with Titus. Oh, he loved Titus so much. He wants Titus to come to him, and he knows he's got to send somebody so he can so he's got two guys at the top of his list and it's these two men and I believe the reason is is because they were faithful they were loyal especially loyal in Acts 20 verse 4 we're told that Tychicus is one of the brothers who accompanied Paul when he set sail for Syria through Macedonia after the Jews, had plotted against him in Greece. Think this through with me. Tychicus was loyal to Paul at a time when Paul had this plot against him, quite frankly, to kill him. I tell you, it's at times like that that you want a Tychicus by your side when you go through things like that. In Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9, Paul says of Tychicus that he is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. And he's sending him along with this guy by the name of Onesimus for the express purpose that they may know about their circumstances, speaking of Paul, and that their hearts would be encouraged. Stay with me on this. Here's Paul. Tychicus is so faithful. He's such an encouragement. He's such a blessing. I'm going to send him to you because I know you need to be encouraged, and he'll be an encouragement to you. And (laughs) the circumstances were such, and their hearts were such, that Paul deems it necessary to send a man that he knows will really encourage them. Can I just speak for a moment real quick on the need for encouragement? You know I remember hearing many, many years ago a great illustration delineating distinguishing between a police and a paramedic. So you have an accident and at the scene of the accident the police are the first to show up. Now the police's role is to determine who violated the law, who ran the red light if you will. But then when the paramedics show up their purpose is not to see who's at fault, but to minister to the needs of the injured. You see where I'm going with this? I tell you, this this illustration has stuck with me over the years and has served me well over the years. The point being is that we have in the body of Christ today way too many policemen and hardly any paramedics. You know the word para, by the way, paraclete in the original language of the Greek New Testament describing the Holy Spirit, para- parallel, paramedic, paralegal, parachute, para, come alongside. This is a para. I need somebody to come alongside me. I need a para. I need a Tychicus. I need a a paramedic. I don't need a police. I already know who's at fault here. You. No, it's me. I'm, I'm at fault. I know who's to blame. I don't need any help with that. And by the way, when it comes to the law, that's not our role. That belongs to the Lord. We need to be paramedics. And by the way, another illustration. That's a healthy body. You know, when a body is unhealthy, there are cells in the body that are actually attacking the other cells in the body. You actually have a word for it. You know what it is? (laughs) Wait for it. Cancer. Yeah. Well, here's another illustration. I'm full of illustrations today, I guess, but (laughs) this is my favorite one. You know how it is when, well, I'll just use the hammering a nail, and you hit your thumb, Well, I guess you can finish the the rest of this, but the whole body hurts. And especially if you have a low tolerance for pain like I do. I get a hangnail. I'm, I'm praying in my prayer language. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. It's a hangnail. My whole body rushes. That's just outwardly, internally Everything in my body going, emergency, emergency, urgent. Thumb got bashed by stupid idiot who hammered it with a nail, with a hammer. And what does my other hand do? It goes, oh, I, oh I'm loving on it, kissing on it. I'm actually talking to it. Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't use a hammer. I'm so sorry. Can you imagine you bash your thumb with a hammer and your other hand goes, you had it coming. That's what you get. What? We need a Tychicus when we get hurt. Now we're going to see that here too in 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verse 12. This is really interesting. We're told that Paul sent Tychicus to Ephesus and wanted Timothy to do his best to come to him. That's where Timothy was. And he wanted him to come quickly. And here's why. He says that Demas has just deserted him and Alexander, the metal worker, has harmed him. Timothy, I need you. Yeah, but you're the apostle Paul. You don't need anybody. No, I need I need my Timothy. I need. I'll send Tykicus. I just need a brother right now. I've been deeply hurt. I've been betrayed. I've been deserted. I've been harmed. I've been hurt. Timothy, I need you. I need you, man. Can you imagine, Timothy, I'll be right there, Paul, and just being there, by the way, just your presence there. I know I've been on both sides of mourning. I've been the one who has mourned, and you have those friends that are there for you, and just being there. They don't even have to say anything just the fact that they're there, they're present there, that was a Tychicus. That's a faithful encourager that drops everything, and is just there for you. I've also been on the other side of that. You know, we mourn with those who mourn. We rejoice with those who rejoice. And when you are privileged, to just be there for somebody who's really grieving, really hurting. You don't have to say anything. In fact, we could learn a thing or two from Job's friends, right? (laughs) What I find is very interesting is, and we went through the book of Job. What a trial just studying through the book of Job was. But there was that point where they get there, and you know, I could just imagine, and this really happened. I mean, this is pretty graphic, But I mean, he's, you know, the boils are itching him, and he's scraping them with broken pieces of clay, and sitting on this, you know, uh, junk heap, this dust heap. And and here come the friends. And can you imagine that seeing their friend like that? And they were speechless. And they did so good, because they didn't say one word. They just sat there with him, just being there. (laughs) Then they open their mouths. (laughs) And you got chapter after chapter as they just go on. And you know what's really interesting about that and Job's friends? They falsely accused him pointing the finger of blame at him. What he needed more than anything at that time was not a police pointing the finger there must be some deep sin in your life. No, I needed a paramedic. It's been said, it's in the context of the marriage relationship, that sometimes husbands, our wives don't need our mouths. They need our shoulders. I'll speak for myself on that one. Because I, I got a mouth, man, I'll tell you. And, and by nature, and this is okay, it's the way God wired us. But, you know, men are like, get in and let, let's let fix this thing. It doesn't work that way. I learned that the hard way. Got the scars to prove it. What's wrong, honey? Because we're all about fixing it. You can't fix this. Will you just stop talking? Stop talking. That's the first thing you can do. I want to help. You want to help me? Stop talking. That'll help me. Just be here. Just listen. And then it... it I didn't mean to go this far into this, but maybe this is for somebody here. Of course, it's not for me. I have a perfect marriage. I'm the pastor. Is there a lightning bolt coming anywhere? So you're just there for them, and just listen. Let them talk. Don't interrupt them. And really listen. Don't think about what you're going to say next. You know how we do that? You're in a conversation with somebody. And you're not, you're not, you're listening, but you're not really listening to what they're saying. And so you're very good at inserting the hmm and the, is that right? In the right spot. And then they say something that is (laughs) met with a hmm or a, is that right? And then they catch you busted. You weren't really listening, were you? No. Why weren't you listening? Because you were actually thinking about what you were going to say because what you had to say is more important than what they were saying. That's why you weren't listening to them in the first place. Don't look at me like that again. (laughs) Right? We do that. Just be there. Just be there for them. Just your presence there. And here's another thing. One last thing. I haven't used one last thing. right? Right? Yeah? Okay. Well, this is one of the one last things. They know the Scriptures, that you're just dying to quote them. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, we're so smug in our spiritual piety. Well, you know, God works all things together for the good, to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Don't quote that verse.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The book of Titus may seem small and insignificant, but that couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, it's all about the truth, and that can both change and inspire. And who doesn't need to be inspired in their walk with Jesus every now and then? As you read through the book of Titus, be encouraged to evaluate your life and the things you let into your heart. Be still before the Lord and ask Him to draw nearer to you. Ask Him to teach you His truth and let that overflow into your everyday life, just as Paul did. If you haven't yet found a home church, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. You are never meant to do life alone. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to visit us. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings as well as his Mid-East Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there, a great way to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. That's all available at our website. Again, that's com. That's all we have for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor J.D. next time to learn more from the book of Titus right here on In Spirit and Truth.